Metricast. Are you ready to write? Do you want to learn what it takes to create a writing career? Then tune in and take notes because on Simply Write, we talk about the writer's craft and the qualities and quirks of living a writer's life. Let's go! and welcome to Simply Write with Polly. This is the podcast where we talk about the writing craft and crafting a writer's life. And I will tell you what, I do not feel like writing today. I feel bungled up with all these feelings and thoughts and ideas. And I'm feeling a little run down and definitely distracted by feelings about external factors, heartbroken about what's going on in Israel, bothered by the situation uh, that's happening at a school here locally, excited and curious about my daughter and her senior year experience. She's working on her college essays. There's a lot in my mind. And that's one of the benefits and one of the challenges of being a working writer, right? Because it's all right to hold all those feelings and thoughts and ideas. To write well, we must be engaged in life as observers and noticers and feelers. Whether you're writing nonfiction or fiction, our life experience is the raw material. And there are days when that same stuff can make it hard to sit down at the desk and disappear into our own writing worlds and get the work done. Now, I have a deadline today. And I have another project I'm working on personally. And so far, though I've done some writing today, I haven't worked on either one of those things that I need to get off my desk today. In fact, I had a whole nother episode planned for today. And I decided to step in and sit down and talk to you about this stuff that I'm thinking about and feeling about and how I'm managing it. Because I figured you probably have felt it too. So let's be upfront about it today. We can come together and share ideas, inspire each other. You know, I've been a full-time writer for a long time. And this is certainly not the first time my writing has been influenced by outside distractions. But still, it's not an excuse. We are going to talk today about some ways I manage these kind of writing days and the things that might help you too. And we'll get into it. But first, the dailies. All right. Well, I'm having a hard time getting into my to-do list today. Um, And I decided to counteract that a little. I start every day. You know, I I talked about this with my morning routine. I, I get up, I go for a very short walk or hop on the exercise bike or move my body somehow. And then I sit down and do the morning pages. And I'll talk to you a little more about that because on days when I'm feeling this kind of anxiousness when all these negative thought patterns are spiraling through my head and I'm feeling kind of slow and low. There there used to be a Dr. Seuss book we'd read to our daughter about emotions and sometimes you feel kind of brown and slow and low, low down. And and that's, I felt brown today and slow and low, low down. Uh, It's, but after my morning pages, I felt better. So I did that. Um, And then I came to work I'm working on a newsletter today to send out to all of you in Simply Write world. I'm researching a new article about uh, fitness trainers, and I'm negotiating with my daughter about what she wants to wear for her senior picks and what I want her to wear. (laughs) You can imagine how that conversation is going. And then I feel I have a lot of feelings about the news. And so all that has become a distraction. But this is what I'm working on today. And I switched that up a little to deal with the distracting feelings I was having. I wrote a a post on Facebook about some of my thoughts. 
um, which I don't do very often anymore. But if you want to see how I work through it on social media, you can go to Polly Campbell Author and follow me there. And uh, I am also, and I also uh, rewrote this this episode of Simply Write podcast so I can talk about this stuff. So I find that really thinking on the page, writing, dribble, right? Notes, journaling, whatever thoughts. I even wrote about my fountain pen this morning and my love of them. Um, and, and sharing these thoughts are a way for me to process so I can release some of this angst and get down to work. Those are the daily. All right, let's get to it. Now, I don't want to worry anybody or freak anybody out. Life is pretty good. I'm grateful. I'm doing okay. But today is one of those challenging days. I'm having lots of big feelings. That's bringing some anxiety up for me. And when my mind is noisy like that, it's hard to settle down at the computer or at the notepad and really do meaningful work. And I don't have much time to figure it out today. I'm on a deadline. I have to get something out by this afternoon. In fact, two things. Now, both those projects are nearly done. So I need to do a final proof and line edit on a couple of things and and take another look and send it off. But it requires my intense focus that stage. I don't want any errors to slip out to the editor or the public, right? And I'm in the midst of another uh, project. So I'm doing, I'm my deadlines are nonfiction an essay and an article today and I'm working on a a fictional project and that is a lot of mental juggling. They require similar and yet different skills and the stages I'm at in all of those projects require me to be very settled and very grounded and very focused and I'm just not there today. I don't feel that. I, I, uh, you know, read the news and I'm disturbed and sad about what's going on in Israel, in Afghanistan. There's been some local news, an issue at one of the schools, not the one where my daughter goes to, but still it's problematic for me. I'm thinking about it. And and if I can impact that situation and, and if it's my responsibility to do so, and what is my responsibility? And, you know, then I'm raising a teenager and I've got dinner to figure out and a husband and, you know, all those things. These are life things, right? We're influenced by so many external factors. And then our job requires us to come in, sit still and be quiet. It's tricky to do when our minds are not quiet. So what happens when the external world breaks into our internal writing world? Um, first of all, and this is what I'm, why I'm talking to you today, and this is what, how I've spent the money, get comfortable with it. For me, this happens all the time to greater degree. Some days I'm more emotional than others. Some days I'm sad. Some days I'm extremely excited and happy. It doesn't matter the emotion you're feeling when you're feeling big stuff. It can be tough to get those thoughts to settle and focus on the work. And yet that's our job. I remember years ago when my grandmother died, I was on deadline. Now, I found out about her death about an hour before the article was due. And had I spoken with the editor, I probably could have made that change. But I also felt a professional responsibility. And I also knew at the time there was nothing else I could do at that point, right? So I sat down and I got my thoughts together and I finished the article and turned it in and and it was fine. And I found that when I did that, when I was challenged by that deadline, 
it was almost a relief to go back to work and think about something that I know very well, the craft of writing, and just kind of disappear into the story that I was telling for the newspaper that day. Um, But that starts with getting comfortable with this notion that as a writer, we are going to have life crack in to our writing days. There's very little separation between my life and my writing and my writing life because I'm always thinking about all of it. Though I'm not always at my desk actually physically doing the writing, it's always something going on in the back of my mind. I'll land in an interesting conversation. I'll think that's a story idea or I'll overhear something. I think, oh, that can go in the novel or I'll be facing a problem or a challenge of life like I am today. And I'll think, oh, that's a podcast or that's a story to write about how people deal with these circumstances. As a writer, it's part of your job to notice and read and learn and think and take everything in to pay attention to the environment, both our internal environment and our external, the bad with the good. And that's where the challenge comes in. Because if we're paying attention, we're going to have very human visceral reactions to the things we see in the news or something we read in a book or an argument we have with our spouse or whatever it is. So... The first thing that comes with getting comfortable with this idea of this kind of emotional and mental distraction that can occur is is recognizing that everyone who breathes and has a heartbeat has moments like this. But, you know, other people in other jobs don't skip work just because they don't feel like doing it or because they're feeling sad about what they read in the news or because they don't feel like it, Right. If a plumber is having a bad day, I still want him or her to come to my house and fix the leaking pipe. That's the bottom line. When I took my car in this week to have the oil changed by the mechanic, I didn't ask him how he felt about what was going on in Gaza or Israel. I didn't ask him how he was doing with his daughter who's in middle school. I asked him when the car would be ready. So I imagine he's having you know, financial concerns or issues with his partner or upset about, you know, his business or maybe he's thinking about what he's going to cook for dinner or the friend he's going to meet later or the run he's going to, I don't know. I don't know what he's going to be thinking about. And honestly, if he wants to volunteer that for me, fine. But I care most in that moment about him being a professional and getting my car done. Your job is to write. My job is to write. I'm going to get that deadline out whether I feel like it or not because that's my job and my responsibility. So while writing for many of us is a calling, it is also a job. And on the days when it's hardest because of the emotional and mental distractions, that's more important to remember than ever. Hold yourself accountable to the work. This can also be kind of a relief too, right? Because when I feel like things are melting down around me, I know I get to come in and go to work. And that is uh, a distraction. When I throw myself into the writing, it gives me a reprieve for a little bit when I get there by committing to the work. What I think is important is to have regular office hours and times when then you are at the desk, when you are writing on the computer or in your notebook, whatever your process is. If we have those regular office hours every day, then when the shit hits the fan and things are feeling harder, it it makes it easier. It makes it easier to sit down and start writing because 
we are already in the habit of it. So some of the things we're talking about today are practices to put in now. You know, they're the best practices to put in so that when the challenges come up in your life to influence the work you're doing as a writer, you have a routine, you have a habit in place. So you sit down, your body and brain are primed to write and you write. I do go to work at the same time every day. I do go to the same place when I'm writing at my desk, at my computer. And I always have a morning routine that I get up earlier to keep in line my morning pages and my walk because that clears my head when I do go to work. Then when I sit down at the desk, some days are harder than others, but my body and brain know what to do. And then before you go to your writing space, detoxify your mind and your body. And I'm serious about that. Do something different. So drink a lot of water, get, get your body moving, get some movement in, whether that's a walk around the block or a gratitude walk around your house or hopping on the exercise bike or I don't care what you do. Do something to get some movement in your body. And then take a moment of quiet. You can do your morning pages like I do. You can meditate. You can listen to relaxing music. Practice mindfulness by taking deep breaths and just grounding yourself in your body. So detoxify your mind and your body. Drink water. Eat something healthy if you want. Take care of yourself and settle your brain. Then go into your writing space for your regular hours and get to work. Now, this is where it can get a little dicey like today. I did all those things and I'm still feeling restless. So what I do then is, number one, I set the intention to get the work done and be gentle with myself. I'm going to give 200% effort every day. But sometimes that 200% isn't that good, right? Sometimes all I have to give is not that great. Commit to your, the work, commit to yourself and be gentle. Do the best you can under the circumstances you have. Be accountable, don't make excuses, but do the best you can. Sometimes I'm a great writer and I sit right down and the work comes out, it's good and clear. And other times it's hard to find a quiet space in my brain to write from and it's hard to do good work. That's okay. Days are up and down in any job, writing is no different. And on those days then, I set that intention and then I set a timer and sit down and go. My timer, well, this, some people, it's, it's like the Pomodoro method. I'll set my timer anywhere from five minutes to a half hour, depends on the day. And what I find is if I can go longer than five minutes, like 10 minutes is a good soft spot for me. If I set the timer for 10 minutes, by the time that timer rings, I'm back in flow and I'm ready to go. My brain has kicked in. I'm focused on the work because when I sit down with a 10 minute timer, all I'm saying to myself is, oh, geez, I can do 10 minutes, right? Anybody can do 10 minutes. And so I jump all in and I forget that I'm actually at work um, by the time that timer goes off. So then you set the timer again and you keep going. Sometimes I'm up every five minutes and that's okay, but I keep coming back, keep showing up, Consistent effort over time gets the job done, right? Again, no excuses. Do the work. But this is about creating the practices that help you do it on the particularly hard days. And when your mind is a jumble or you're feeling uh, at loose ends, 
look for other ways to use the platform you've already established. Look for a way to um, discuss some of these issues for yourself on social media or through op-eds at the newspapers or newsletters or on Medium. You know, write a blog post about what's bugging you. Um, be tolerant, be compassionate, and recognize that when you are shipping that kind of material out, people are going to have feedback for you. Don't release it if you don't want to hear it. But sometimes, like today, I went on my Facebook page, which I, I don't write on too often, but I went on my Facebook page and I just wrote out a solution to my helpless feelings. Now, I don't know if it's going to uh, hit anyone else in a positive way, but my sense was I need to think about this from the bare bones. I'm dissatisfied about how people are treating each other in the world. And I think it comes down to a very basic principle. And I spouted it off in a passage on social media. And it did a couple of things. It allowed me to go on record in a very gentle way with some of my feelings. But it also got me writing. And when I can process my experience through the writing, then it's like dropping it off. Okay. I'm going to just leave this here. Now I'm going to go back to the podcast. Now I'm going to go back to my assignment and finish the work. These are all practices that help me fall into the work. And then let it be your time. Go for it. Understand that things snowball. So when we wake up feeling this pattern of negative thoughts and, and we're feeling upset about what's going on in the news or in our families or whatever it is, then if we continue along that path without interrupting those thought patterns, we, it will have a snowball effect. And pretty soon, when we do get to the writing time, it's going to affect how we feel about our work. We will feel self-doubt creeping in. Well, what do I have to say anyhow? I mean, this is baloney. What's the point? I can't write well anyhow, right? So we can snowball from these big life feelings, these things in the external world that distract our writer's mind, and we can get wrapped up in them and never find our way back. So these things that I'm talking about today are the ways I interrupt that for myself so that I can notice what my experience is and feel it. I'm not talking about suppression, but I'm also talking about then freeing up that creative mind, that writer's mind, so I can get back to work. When my feelings snowball into this ball of negative thoughts and that affects my writing, then I'm no good anyhow, right? Because writing is what I can do to help change the world. Writing is what I can do to understand the world better. Writing is what I can do to inspire, I hope, others. So if I sit down ready for my writing time and I'm caught up in these negative thought patterns about how the world is all bad and wrong and I suck too, that is not productive and that does nothing to help the very things that cause me distraction. So I want to interrupt that pattern. I want to notice what's going on emotionally. I want to feel those things and I want to look for ways to get back to the writing. So what can you do when you're caught up in these negative thought patterns? I got one more idea for you that's been hugely helpful to me and I'll share it. When we get back here on Simply Write with Polly, part of the Creators Network of Electrocast. And we are back. Welcome to Simply Write with Polly, the podcast where we talk about the writer's craft and crafting a writer's life right here on the Creators Network of Electrocast. You know, I was I was venting to you all my disappointment and upsets with the world today. And, uh, you know, when we go down, when we spiral into those feelings, uh, 
that can affect our writing. Number one, it makes it harder for us to get the writing done. Uh, number two, it kind of causes the self-doubt to flare. And um, the thoughts then become personalized about how rotten we are and how terrible we are. Now, we're not doing enough when we're not good enough and all those things. Now, I don't have time for that. And we can't have tolerance for that because our job is to write. And that's what we do. So one of the ways I learned to deal with this, and I use this in all facets of my life, especially when as a writer, I'm feeling a lot of self-doubt that my work isn't up to par or up to standard. And I learned this from Stephen Hayes, who's one of the pioneers of cognitive behavioral therapy. I interviewed him for uh, a couple of the books I was working on, and he taught me this. He said, notice your negative thoughts like noisy kids in the back seat." Have you ever had like a van full of kids and they're all chattering or squealing or whatever? And you hear it. It's like the hum in the background, but you just keep right on driving. You're in charge of the car and you're going to drive where you get to go. The same is true with our thoughts, right? I hear today these distracting thoughts and these upsetting thoughts and these negative thought patterns and all this self-doubt creeping in, um, all this hopelessness, right? And when I take my pause and relax my body with some breathing exercises and some mindfulness, then I'm able to sit with those thoughts and say, hey, I I hear you back there. I hear you back there. Thank you for alerting me to this. I'm listening, but I'm still going to drive my car the direction I'm going. I know where I want to go. I'm in charge of making sure I get there. And once I talk, and I do this out loud. I mean, People probably think I'm a little crazy, but I'm a writer and I talk through my characters out loud too, just so you know. But when I call my thoughts into question like that, when I put them on alert and say, hey, I see you, I hear you, and I'm still going to go down my path, they quiet a little bit. They just want to be noticed. When I give them a, a brief moment of attention, I notice what they're saying or label my feeling, how I'm feeling about them in my body then I'm free to go on. Just because you have a thought doesn't make it real. Our thoughts are not reality. Don't presume or assume or project. Just notice without judgment, your feelings, your thoughts about the world, your thoughts about the writing or the neighbor next door or whatever it is, notice, observe. That's what writers do, right? Put it to the test. Notice those thoughts in the background and just keep driving on the way to where you want to go. And don't neglect the way you feel physically in this. You know, listen, when I haven't slept well and I'm overtired, it's very hard for me to reason through some of the things that happen in the world and around my life or to even understand it, right? It's very hard for me to focus when I'm really hungry or headachey. So be gentle with yourself physically on these days. That doesn't mean not do the writing, but maybe take some more breaks or stretch your body. I will get up every hour. I try to do that anyhow, but I'm very deliberate on the days when I'm feeling emotionally a little down. I get up and take the dog out and I try to get outside whenever I can because that's where awe resides, right? And gratitude. When we can experience awe and gratitude and empathy and compassion, which by the way, are choices, we can put ourselves in those situations to feel those things. It makes us feel better, more resilient, 
more compassionate, more alive, and that's good for our writing too. So on the days when I'm a little down, those are the days when I make sure I'm eating enough or eating well, when I'm drinking a lot of water, when I'm moving my body, not necessarily through exercise all day long, but by getting up from the desk and working around. I do things that inspire me. I listen to writing podcasts or read books on craft to inspire me to get going. And I try to reframe the situations that are the hardest for me. Like, this situation with my daughter, this ongoing negotiation. I'd like her to wear one outfit. She doesn't want to wear that outfit. Ultimately, now after talking it through with you, I can see this is silly, right? I can reframe that and recognize that this is part, this is a healthy teenager who's pushing back against her mother. And that's just as it should be. That reframe takes all the pressure off and helps me see things in a different perspective. So I do those things by getting outside, by connecting with gratitude, and by reframing the situations that help lift me up and out of the negative thought pattern. It doesn't mean that I don't have negative feelings about things. It just means I'm not stuck in the spiral that then becomes irrational and keeps me from being able to write and share these ideas. And it's time for our assignment. If you choose to accept it, try it this week. Your assignment is to create a bounce back kit for your writing life. Now, in my book, You Recharge, I write about the importance of having the mental and emotional skills and practices that we can pull out and use when we feel stressed or sad or icky. I think of it like a mental emergency preparedness kit. You know, you have your canned food and you'll have your water and your flashlight, whatever else you have in your emergency, your emergency preparedness kit. I think it's also a good time to create a mental and emotional emergency preparedness kit. So we have the skills and resilience to draw from when we need them. And in my book, You Recharge, I talk about some things you can put in there. Here are the things I have in mind. And these are things that I practice all the time, especially when things are good, because when things go haywire, I don't want to have to think about what to do. I want to be able to reach for these tools and these practices that are already in place and they really support me through some difficult times. So in your mental emergency preparedness kit, consider what you have in there to help you relax. So in mine, I do deep breathing. Okay, that's one of my first things to disengage from the upset. So in your kit, have a trick to help you relax. Write down what that's going to be for you. Maybe it's a walk or a shower. Maybe you're going to do a mindful meditation practice or deep breathing or pet the dog, take a power nap. Whatever it is for you, have some practice in there that you can do even starting today to help you relax during times of stress or upset. Stress management is the biggest part of creating a sustainable writing career, truly, because there are going to be ups and downs. Okay, after that, you need to have a tool that helps you get a grip. <laughs> In you recharge, I call this the cognitive reality check. In my own life, I say get a grip. Have a tool that you can use as your cognitive reality check. Here's what I do. I write down or I process the reality without any drama, like I'm seeing a film. Just one slide after another, just so I could see what actually is. So get present, get a grip, look at the situation on a factual basis, what you know now, see what it is, and then release it. That's the cognitive reality check. Find a way to do that for yourself. And then the next thing I have in my practices is, okay, 
now that I know, how will I manage this moment now? What is my next best move? Mine is almost always to reframe the, reframe the situation, seek inspiration, and if I'm really struggling, I'll phone a friend. So when I reframe it, I reframe the situation like I did with my daughter. Okay, we're having this little squabble about outfits. My reframe as soon as she left was, oh, I am so fortunate that she is healthy and independent and doing all the right things by pushing back against her mother. And I don't care what she wears. I don't care what she wears. I'm not going to fight over that, right? So my reframe is this is just how it should be. Instead of coming at this from a place of struggle and upset and feeling disrespected and blah, 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 and she's talking back, the reframe is she's a healthy teenage daughter and aren't I lucky. Reframe almost always moves me into gratitude. And the next thing I do, I, I tweak my perspective of the situation because usually there are many ways to look at any one situation. And then I seek inspiration. So I will listen to the podcast. I'll read something that somebody wrote that gets me excited about writing, or I'll read something hopeful or turn on music. I do something that interrupts the negative thought patterns. So now it's your turn. Your assignment this week is to create your own mental preparedness kit so that you can keep writing through the ups and downs. And now it's time for what's in the desk where I talk about what I have around me that helps me get the writing done. And today it's a book called What It Is by the cartoonist, artist, teacher, Linda Berry. It's part graphic book, comic strip, inspirational writing, art making, creating book. <laughs> and it's just super fun to look at and super inspiring to read. It's got lots of great ideas in there, but it's not just in the words, it's how it's delivered. Check out the book, What It Is. It's what's in the desk. All right. Thanks for being here today. Just talking about this stuff is good for me too. Sometimes it's so tricky to be in this world as a human being and as a writer. We have this opportunity to do what so many want to do. It's a privilege. And at the same time, it can be emotional and daunting, especially when there's things going on outside and inside our world. But when life is tossing distraction and upset into the mix, we've got to take responsibility for our mental health and our work. So give some mind to that this week. Make some space for yourself to feel and process and keep going. Get in touch. Join our Simply Write community at simplywrite.substack.com and tell me how you deal with distractions, both the little and the big, and become part of our community. As you go forward this week, remember the words, this time not of a writer, but of a chemist and physicist, the great Marie Curie. Life is not easy for any of us, she says, but what of that? We must have perseverance and above all confidence in ourselves. We must believe that we are gifted for something and this thing must be attained. Now writers go forward, sit down and simply write. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. Electric acid. 
Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Electric acid. Electric acid.